We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the corner. We're coming at you from Insert Coins Bar and Arcade in downtown Vegas. Get ready for an hour or so of wrestling, boxing, MMA talk, sprinkling in with a little bit of hip hop. Yes, I'm the one starting it this time. I'm Andreas Hale, journalist extraordinaire. And I'm Kel Dansby, journalist for BSO. And today we're talking about a lot of stuff, people. We got Canelo and Cotto, which is going down. We got a WWE Money in the Bank preview and UFC 188, which a lot of people aren't really talking about. But, uh, First, we want to kick this thing off because um, I'm doing this because Kel just came back from the NBA Finals, which is something I've never done before. So, uh, my brother, talk about this experience of you uh, being at the Warriors and uh, Cleveland extravaganza. Yo, I was in the building. It, it was nice. It was nice to get out of the city and, you know, get out of Vegas for a second. It was my first time in the Bay. Shout out Oakland. What up? I So, first off, let me start here. So, I'm getting all my stuff ready for the trip. I'm booking everything. I'm like, yo, I don't want the media hotel. Like, I don't care about the media hotel in San Fran. Uh, I'll just take a trip to San Fran. You know, I'll just go over there and look around. I want to be close to the arena. I want to be able to get home at a decent hour. So I was like, yo, there's a couple places right around the arena. Let, let me get this room real quick. So I'm in walking distance. I get dropped off by the Uber. Okay. Shout out to Uber, Uber, which Vegas doesn't have. Exactly. So I'm just like, all right, cool. Let me walk over here to the arena. Google Map says it's right there. It's so hood around the arena. Oh, by the Oracle? By the Oracle. Oh, hell yeah. Hell Ain't yeah. nobody telling me this. So yeah. I'm walking. I see, like, mad hood people. I see this dude talking to himself. There's another guy in line just dancing, getting it. Like, I just went and stopped for a Gatorade on my walk. I'm like, yo, it's crazy. So I spent my entire weekend 
like three blocks away from Oracle in the middle of the hood. I love my hood people though. What up? And uh, they show mad love though. I'm, I'm walking in like my suit jacket. Everyone called me big time because I had my media credential on. Hey, you looking all fresh, right? Yeah, yo, that it was a nice experience staying over there. Um, the games were dope, so that yeah. was cool. Back to back overtime games. Can't beat that. I mean, you get the Kyrie injury late in the first one, and then the second game, everyone thought. Cleveland was done, and they come through and shut it down in overtime. They dominated that game. They right. actually let it slip away a little bit. Um, and just interviewing people, being just in that atmosphere, it's so much different than boxing and MMA and stuff that we usually do. Right. And even, like, musically, like, going to concerts and covering that. Uh, I just done a lot of weird and different stuff this year, and it's dope to add that to the list. I mean, it's probably right ahead of South by Southwest is, like, one of the best things I've done this year just because just it's new and it's different. Bro, I've never done it. That's the one thing I haven't done. People talk about all the things I've done. I've, you know, ringside for the biggest fights. I've, I've been in the pit blogging for the, the, the Grammys and, you know, been to every award show that they could possibly be. Um, but I've never been to the NBA Finals. So yo, I'm jealous, bro. Yo, it was cool. It was cool. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, shout out to my people with the NBA. I know a couple of NBA execs. So they, mm-hmm. they hit me up on Saturday and they were like, yo, you doing anything tonight? I was like, nah. They were like, uh, Yo, the passcode is blah, blah, blah. Show up at the arena at 7. I was like, yo, there's like a secret room or something. I expected the guy to be behind the door with the little slide <laughs> joint, and you just see his eyes. So I get to the arena, and I was just like, yo, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. Here's the passcode. They're like, all right, yeah, come in. And they told me to bring basketball shorts. They're like, yo, bring shorts and some sneakers. What? I was like, what? I was like, yo, we're taking pictures? I get in. We got the whole arena for pickup. We're just playing pickup ball in Oracle on the court. Who? You and who? Me and, like, 20 NBA execs. We just ran, like, half court, four on four for three hours. I played seven games. Damn. Yeah, just balling on the court. I was like, wow. Yo, the the three-point line is deep, by the way. I hit, like, three three three-pointers. I was a splash brother for, like, the first two games. And then I got winded. My cardio ain't there. And I had to stick to the layups. Um, So that that was a great experience. What else did I do? I mean, the whole trip was just really cool. I get to go back up there this weekend for Game 5, and that's going to be fun. And I was on ESPN. That was cool. I saw you. I was like, who's this ugly dude on my television? Yeah, oh, yo. It's Kel. Popped up on ESPN, and uh, mad people hit me up like, yo, I saw you on TV. And I was like, oh, dope. I was on SportsCenter. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was cool. Hopefully not the last time. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, it was a good experience all the way around, man. Uh, well, can't, you know, can't complain. I can't complain. You know, it's the off days between shows. This is still the highlight of the week. You know, I get That's to sit here, do. drink a beer next to you, and That's record the podcast. Where video games and stuff at? Like, so, so people who who don't really follow us, I get a lot of weird questions on Twitter. It's like, what do you do? Like, where do you come from? And what is this? You know, like we don't just do boxing and MMA. Like, I come from a hip hop background, hip hop journalist, and we cover everything. We cover a lot of sports. Two brothers that can talk about pretty much anything. Like, I was watching the NHL this weekend, too. Yo, hockey playoffs are some of the best yo, playoffs. Yo, the Blackhawks, yo. Oh. Bro. And the Lightning's bringing it to them, though. I, I like Tampa, even though, you know, they're a little, they're a little young as a team and True. playoff experience and everything. But, you know, Stamkos needs to step it up. But outside of that, they, they're doing good. They're, they're doing what Golden State was supposed to do. Yeah. which Talent-wise and – like, you don't see the experience hurting them yet. Even though I think the Blackhawks are going to get them in the long run due to the experience. But still, it's just like Golden State was supposed to be like the Lightning and they're kind of falling short. Yeah, man, I don't know, man. It was like, your weekend sounded excellent. My weekend was just all right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, my weekend, and we'll talk about it. Like, I watched the fights this weekend, and, you know, I took my niece. I had an advanced screening of that movie Inside Out, that Pixar movie, which is actually really dope. Yeah, which is I like, see that. It, which is funny because Pixar movies, for those of you who would be like, yo, I don't watch Pixar movies. Well, you're stupid. You need to watch Pixar movie because they're actually really good. Like, and they have, like, adult themes. And the thing about Inside Out was I was laughing at stuff. My niece was like, I don't know what you're laughing at. And she's five. <laughs> she was like, I don't get it. And I'm, like, dying in the theater. So it was that. And then, which we could talk about now, on, uh, it was Summer Jam this weekend, which was Summer Screaming, Jam, on, screaming yeah. on Title. Um, I can't even. <laughs> you know, yeah. That, doing anything to stay relevant on Title. Bro, you know, that's where I get a check from. So, you yeah, know. yeah. Shout, but, shout, but, out, hey, shout, shout out to out Title. To but, um, <laughs> paid service to watch Summer Jam. I caught some of it and. I you know I just didn't care like Summer Jam. It's the same people from the past like five years, right? I mean, it's it's weird to me that going into Summer Jam, everyone on Twitter was just like, "Yo, Fab is one of the later people. Who is he bringing on stage?" Like they don't even care about his music. It's like, no. "Yo, who is he bringing out as a guest? It's Who's all Fab going to bring out?" Yeah. I was like, "Who cares? Like if he's headlining, just headline." And it was dope because uh, Kendrick was last, I think. Was he? I don't even remember. And Kendrick, like, bought out just TDE. Like, it was just him and his crew. Like, that's dope. Yo, but I want to see someone just shut it down by themselves, though. Like, just come out and stand on the strength of you. Like, I, it was cool for the first couple times, and, and people brought out people. And last year, G-Unit reunion or something. Um, I don't know. There was, like, a Dipset reunion a couple years ago. Like, I, I don't care. Stop bringing people out. Fab bought every hip-hop artist from 96 through 2003 onto the stage. Yeah, he was busy. I mean, again, I watched it and I was like, all right, that's cool. And like, I was watching the crowd during Kendrick and I felt like it was like super lukewarm. And it was like, I think Meek Mill closed the show actually. Oh, Meek, yeah, yeah. With Nikki, which was, I didn't care. Whatever. Again, it was just, you know, Summer Jam is just one of those things where I'm like, yo, this is glorified guest fest. It feels like, you know, like collaboration albums where we just get everybody on them and then a bunch of people perform and then they like, people got mace or whatever happened outside. I just didn't care. The NBA Finals were on. Yeah, it's like, it's, once again, whoever bought a ticket to Summer Jam, uh, word up to you, but I'm not missing NBA Finals to go to not Summer Jam. Not at all. And be like mad, hot outside in the humidity and watch a bunch of collaborations that I can just listen to on SoundCloud. Um, I just, I can't do it. But just seeing how, like, everything played out, like, that's not bringing New York hip-hop back. Like, when people say New York hip-hop is dead and all this stuff, that's just uh, an example of it. Because that's not bringing it back. Like, that's what's so whack about it. Like, you, you go back to the glory years of hip-hop and NY and all this stuff. People weren't doing that. You didn't have to parade a million other top 40 billboard artists on stage to hold your own. Like, imagine... I don't know, most and Talib, like, like, yo, you guys are going to perform. All right, well, let's go get all these other people to come out. No, you set it up. You got a DJ, you rhyme. Like, you got enough songs and just go out there and rap. Like, it's not bringing New York hip-hop back, the glory years of hip-hop back. And it's really doing nothing but being a money grab at this point. So it's, it's whack on that aspect of things. But I don't know how it's going to change. Our boy, Tax, who has the... You know, podcast, Loudspeaker Network. What up? Yep, yep. Um, Tax was just livid on Twitter about Summer Jam, talking about they're burying all the young kids, stop parading these old dudes around. Oh, boy. I don't even know how old Tax is. But I think he he had said at one point, he was like, yo, I like all these old artists, but that's not what concerts are for. That's not what this is for. It's like it's for the young people. 
It's for I guess the Fetty Wops and uh yeah, no the thanks. the Millie Rock dude that ah, Millie loves. Rock. Yo, Tax loves the Millie Rock. Oh dude. my god. Yeah, we got to I got to hit him up. I don't know. We got to go on the show and have him explain like, yo, what's this Millie Rock dude about? He got to come on this show. He got to put us up on it cuz I don't understand the Millie Rock, but they doing on everybody block. That's all I know. Can I can I look, all right. If anything is killing New York hip hop, is that it's stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, is New York used to be the taste maker? Like, look, I'm from Rockaway. I was born there. Rockaway, and, what up? And I look back. BX, in New York, what up? Right. Sorry, I got <laughs> got a shout out to BX. Yeah, like Everybody we're both back. We're both from there, like New York, and it's like I look at Millie Rock, and I'm like, yo, this would have never happened in like '94. Like, nah. if you couldn't Millie Rock across, you know, like, like you couldn't Millie Rock through Harlem. You don't nah. get punched in the face. The only time people were dancing in New York when I was growing up is when you went to the dope Jamaican parties. Right. What? Killing it, yo. I remember having a plate of a curry goat, some jerk chicken, and watching the girls' dutty wine. What? Jamaican parties are still the best. Yeah, best thing parties. ever. Yeah, in my youth, I was like... 13, 14, watching a bunch of 28-year-old Jamaican women with their dresses all the way up in the air, getting it in. Yeah, see, that's what it's about. But that's Millie, what New York is about. Yo, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, Millie Rock? Like, and I watched it, too, and I was like, how could you be yelling and then do something so graceful? Do you know how to Millie Rock? No, nah, son. Do you I don't know how to Millie Rock? Wanna, you nah, never Millie Rock? I'm not even going to try it. Yeah, I, I haven't tried it either. But, I mean, I'm, I'll give it a shot. Do, do people Millie Rock? I don't know. Do I got to YouTube this? Like I, I gotta get in with the with the young kids. Don't I'm not, I'm not old enough to be washed like that. Like, I seem older than I am. I'm not old enough to be washed. I should be Millie rocking. No, nah, you shouldn't. But you know what? Going back to Tax's argument about the old heads, it's like, and on some levels I get it because you want to see some new dudes. But then on some levels I'm like, yo, uh, some of these new guys are garbage. Like, let's just keep it real. A lot of cats just don't know how to perform. I'd rather see Busta Rhymes on stage than a lot of these new cats because Busta Rhymes is still entertaining to listen to. Even though he's Somewhat. not even at all what he once was. Yes. But sometimes it's good to have that nostalgia because one day, you know, you, everybody's going to get old and be like, oh, it, look who it is. Like, I think um, Tiana Taylor brought out, like, Total. And it's like. That's dope. Yeah, I would enjoy that. I don't think it's bad. But see, you got to bring out obscure people. I don't want to see, like. But see, that's the thing. You don't like, want to see people you can see exactly. all the time. Like, I, I think Fab bought out, like, Beans and State Prop. That's dope. Yeah, that's really dope. And for, that's crazy that. Fab had to do it. Meek should have did that off top. Like yeah, if you come Philly. to NY, like just bring everybody from Philly. Like just that's what you do. The grimiest, the grimy from where you're from. That's dope. That I could get behind. Right. But don't bring out Fifty. Fifty's been on stage four years in a row. He ain't dropped an album in damn near a decade. Yeah, man, I'm good. Like right. I, I can't do it. Like that needs to stop. I mean, the young kids. I don't need to see Fetty Wap four times. Everyone was like, "Yo, who's bringing out Fetty?" Like he just did the, the little pre-stage. Yeah. Like, we, we voiced our opinions on Fetty and the fake dreads and everything else. I'm good. And uh, people said he can sing. And, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, yo, anybody who's not singing to me. Bro. Not at all. Like, if you, and then you're going to tell me Future can sing too, right? Like, is that what you're going to do next? Yo, don't let the Future Hive get on you. Do we really got to discuss the Future Hive? Uh, I don't, I want, yo. The Future Hive is, is, is strong right now. They're strong in these streets. Why? I don't know. They're caping up for Future. If you ask anyone right now, go to Twitter. If you just put it out right now on your Twitter, and you say, what's the greatest duet of our time? They're going to say, like, this future, and I think it might be Rihanna song. Like, they're like, that's the greatest duet of our generation. Like, I see this all the time on my Twitter. I've yet to hear this song. And I know 
Black Twitter is going to attack me off of this. Yeah, you're gonna get slayed. But they can come for me too. Come and get yo, me. they they love it. The future hive is strong. Your future future is like our Vandros, I guess. Why is it called the future hive? The beehive, I understand. Yeah, the beehive. I don't know. Future hive. I mean, guys stupid. need something. I don't know. Guys, guys shouldn't have anything. Like <laughs> fan clubs for men and like that male groupie stuff. Cut it out. Like don't future hive. That's lame. Like kill that. Kill I, that listen, noise. man. I'm not commenting. I I wear a Bullet Club T-shirt, so I can't tell other men not to be down with. An organized movement for another man. I don't. I don't know. I'm no. a wrestling fan. Yeah, but that's different. Like Future Hive, though. Like, I don't, it's like their Bullet Club. I don't know. Are no, you, they're not. I, I wear a Balor Club T-shirt. I, don't I wear Balor, but yo, I'm not wearing a Future Hive T-shirt. I'm not like yo. If I like Future, that's one thing. But Future Hive, yo, that's corny. I'm yo, sorry. The hashtags are real right now. They gotta cut it out. You just making hashtags up for no reason. Future Hive. Yo, they're they're out there. So Summer Jam was that was Summer Jam in a nutshell. Um, a parade of 90s rappers and people complaining about it, saying yeah. they want to see young people that don't exist. Yeah, I don't uh, care about any of it. All of it can go away. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's not your that's not your style of show. While we're talking about hip-hop, people say all the time they don't know what we like and uh, kind of our background of stuff. What type of hip-hop do you like before we move on and talk about like all this boxing and stuff? I mean, see, so for those of you who've never followed me on Twitter, never read my work before, like, I came from, like, underground hip, but that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always, like, Black Star, Most Deaths, Lip Quality, Little Brother, um, Lupe Fiasco. Like, I can't like cats who can rhyme. And that's just always been my – I like grimy New York hip-hop. I like Raz Cass. The West Coast movement in the 90s was great. There's good stuff out there, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not one of those old heads that go, oh, man, those are my days and everything sucks today. No, because I really enjoy Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, but I, I just like cats who rap about something. Today is just too many MCs and not enough mics, and I'm sick of it. Like, yo, there's so many rappers, so many rappers, and nobody's really that dope. So, but for me, it's like that's how I got in the game. Uh, when I started writing for Hip Hop Site like 10 years ago, it's because I loved independent underground hip hop because I felt like mainstream. Like, I couldn't listen to Nelly in college and like Nelly and all that trash. I'm like, yo, I can't listen to this. I want to write about things that I enjoy. So that's what I did. I wrote about Little Brother. I wrote about MF Doom. I wrote about Black Star. I wrote about Flexion Eternal and all that and Raucous Records. And that's how I started Hip Hop Site. Went to Hip Hop DX and did the same thing and made my way to BET as an underground hip hop head working at BET trying to tell them to listen to underground hip hop. They was having none of it. <laughs> no, we, we still do the same thing. It's funny because the same thing applies to like our wrestling takes and wrestling taste and everything. Like when I talk to you guys and uh, – when I first met you and I talked to you and Ryan and everyone else, it was like, yo, you got to watch indies. Like, we can't even talk wrestling unless you watch these indies. Got to. Because you got to watch PWG. You have to watch Ring of Honor. You have to watch New Japan. All Changes this shit. your life, man. Yo, like, it's it's just a whole different world. So it's crazy, like, the whole hip-hop, like, aspect on things follows your wrestling aspect exactly. on things. And, exactly. you know, I, I, I'm of a different generation, so I like the – I could appreciate – the popular hip-hop along with the underground stuff like i grew up i was always a fan of lyricism so i couldn't do like the stupidness um right i could appreciate nelly's first album but yeah. outside of that it was like yeah yeah no thanks <laughs> and uh i i can still you know separate that i didn't need to go like super underground hip-hop but i appreciated all that and then now i just can't even get with the young thong wave and um, nah, it's, it's nonsense man. yo i i can't do fetty wop i don't even know if he's a rapper like 
Max B. Shout out to Max B. It breaks my heart every time I see a new crooner just come on the scene and make millions of dollars for something Max B would have thrown away. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Like and he's just sitting in prison chilling, like missing that wave. Right? Wavy in prison. Right, uh, so that's our hip hop take for today and Andres' little background. Yeah, just my background in music. Like if y'all want to ask me questions about how I got to doing what I do, that's a whole nother story. I don't really got time for that. Yeah, today. Twitter, mailbag, all that good stuff. Make yeah. sure you hit us up. There's always questions for Andres. But now let's do what we came to do. Boxing. Yeah. Miguel man. Cotto uh, fought this weekend. Alright, so he fought Daniel Gill. Puerto and... Rico. Hold on, let me shout out Puerto Rico Boricua. Yeah. Alright, we're good. So so Cotto fights Gil for the middleweight title, and he came into the fight weighing 153 pounds. Cotto is not a middleweight. At but, all. But he made Gil, who struggles to make 160, go down to 157. So he looked drained. Like, that kid looked, like, sapped. But Miguel Cotto looked impressive. Destroyed Gil and pretty much set up the Canelo fight. Says he wants it. Didn't beat him as good as Triple G beat him. Well, nobody beats people as good as Triple G beats him. I mean, you could literally go down Triple G's list and be like, who beat him worse than Triple G? Not a lot of people. But... Yeah, Cotto, he looked good. But, it, again, I'm starting to think, I'm really looking at this, like, I think it's the way they're matching Cotto up. Because Gil at 160 would have been a different fighter. Gil at 157 was right for the picking. And Cotto did what he had to do, set up the Canelo fight. All right, cool. I'm excited. It's a fight we were supposed to have, you know, for single to mile. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it should happen in September. We'll see if Floyd fights. Uh, his usual September 12th. I Yo, mean. Floyd, please take a seat. Like, I don't want this fight to get pitched back anymore and give Cotto a reason to back out of it. Like, Floyd, if you are not going to fight Amir Khan, take a seat. Just wait till... Just wait chill. Till, yeah. I mean, Amir Khan has, like, that, that uh, holiday for his, like, religion he's or something. He's got Ramadan, but he's still going to... Like, the, the way Ramadan falls this year, he's going to be able to fight. Okay. Well, perfect. Well, great. I was hoping yeah, that they'd right. have to push it back to, like, October. Nah, um, I don't see but, I mean, we get a Floyd fight, and then we'll get this hopefully the weekend after or the weekend, not the weekend before. It'll have to be Mexican Independence Day. Isn't that the weekend of? That's usually when Floyd, Floyd fights. Floyd fights, yeah. Yo, Floyd fights on Mexican holidays. This is what he does. Well, I don't want them competing with Floyd. I want to go to both fights. So exactly. I am selfish, and I don't want it to be the weekend before because we have UFC. Yeah. So yeah, it has to be problem. the weekend after. If anyone is listening, in my opinion, counts. Let's – uh. Push it back another weekend so we can go and we can be ringside and we can do what we do. And hopefully it's here in Vegas. See, yeah, the, the, somebody asked me on Twitter, it's like, yo, where's this fight going to be? And I know Dan Raphael from ESPN was saying Cowboy Stadium. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Big stadium. You know, you can try to break some attendance and records. But I'm like, nah, I'm selfish. I want it in Vegas. It's yeah. Vegas. It's where you go. The stadium's too big. Like, it's, it's crazy. But you know what? Before you move on to more boxing and talk more about the ins and outs of Canelo versus Cotto, talking about the stadiums, let's get to our pound-for-pound list like we do every week. This week, it is best places for Canelo versus Cotto. What stadiums, arenas, backyards do we want to see this fought in? One through five. Uh, I'll go first. I always go first. I go five to one. Always in order. Five, MGM Grand. I want to see it at the MGM. And that's five. Why you have it? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, we're going to be in the MGM two weeks in a row. Like, I don't need three. That's true. Go so, ahead. So, I mean, five is MGM. Four, I have Staples. Just because the Mexican contingent in L.A. is crazy. I want to see them go nuts yeah, for Canelo. Puerto Ricans will have to travel all the way to L.A. Oh, yeah. Nah, the Puerto Ricans will be scarce. <laughs> scarce. We would, I, am, whew, I would be maybe one of four Puerto Ricans in the building that day. Um, three, MSG. And the Puerto Ricans will be out there heavy. Yes, and the I will wear will my not. Puerto Rican undershirt. Yes, that'd be just wild out there. Chilling, 
Uh, two Barclays, just because I've never been to the Barclays, even <laughs> though all the fights have been there. Uh, I've yet to attend a fight there, and it looks dope, and everything's state of art, and it's great boxing match, great environment. Still in New York, Puerto Ricans will travel. Uh, they, Puerto Ricans don't have to travel. Mexican fans go anywhere for Canelo, yeah. so that works. Who doesn't like New York? And good weather at that time, too. Perfect New York weather. And the yeah, summer. Yeah, before it gets brick. You yeah, know, you need perfect. That. Number one. On my list of places to hold Canelo versus Cotto, Caesars Palace. What? I want it outdoors. I want the 1990s feel to this fight. I want it to feel like the old great Puerto Rico versus Mexico fights. I want that atmosphere. I would love for someone to come out in the, the little frilly skirt. I don't care. Like, I want that atmosphere Puerto Rico versus Mexico outdoors. When was the last time you saw a dope outdoors joint here in Vegas? Caesars doesn't even hold fights anymore. Nah, we need to bring this. Yeah, we need to bring this to like the throwback environment of it. And you know what? I don't even care if it's at the MGM and outdoors. They have that stupid thing where they built for uh, the music festival, Rock yeah, and Rio. Rio that I was they at, ain't yeah. doing shit else with that back then. Nothing. It's just it's a barren wasteland. Waste, yo, set that up. Have the fight outdoors and let's go. That's, that's Start building good, it right now. That's a good idea. Actually, to be honest, that's actually a really good idea. Um, I, You know, I, I'm not even going to give a list because it's going to be the same things in different orders. But I never even thought about Caesars Palace. I still think it probably happened at Cowboy Stadium just because they, they're going to want to break some kind of record for this fight. And that means I'm going to have to go to Texas, and I don't want to go to Texas. But Texas was all right. The sweet tea was whack. Twitter yeah, tags me all the time. So overrated. So whack. Yo, when I went to Texas, everyone was like, yo, drink the sweet tea, blah, blah, blah. Like, yo, it was horrible. I'll stand on record. Y'all can tweet me about it, at Kel Dansby. I don't care. Sweet tea was trash, and I had Whataburger, and that was whack, too. See, Whataburger's like White Castle. You know what I'm saying? White Castle's dope. Do not slam the White Castle. No, you can't. You like that? I love White Castle. All right, so there's a lot of people Chicken like yourself. Cheese. Yo, There's a lot of people like yourself who really enjoy this gray meat called White Castle. Like, White Castle is horrible. Why get chicken? Chicken with cheese and then chicken rings. and White Castle is horrible. It's delicious. Yo, I was born, like I was born in New York. My father swore by White Castle. When we came to Vegas. Good man. Yeah, he, he used to bring it and put it in his freezer. I do the same. And defrost it and eat it. And I'm like, Pops, this is horrible. Why do you eat this? Yo, I can get this stuff out of the freezer at my local grocery store. No, it's not the same. You got yes, to go to a White Castle. It is not oh, the same. Do not slander White Castle I'm going right to. now. It is not the same. Listen. There, isn't there one here now? Yeah, there's one. They, they had to shut it down because the line was so long. They ran yeah, out of food. Is it open again? I don't know. I'm not going there. It's disgusting. Oh, I don't know. I got to go. Like, if anything, y'all can meet me. Y'all in Vegas nah, this man. weekend. Meet me at the White Castle. Nope. I need that in my life. Look, when I went back to New York as an adult and worked at BET, I was staying in Jersey. I was staying in Fort Lee. And there was one, I think there was a White Castle in Inglewood. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go try this again. I was so disgusted. I was, yo, I was tweeting, texting people like, yo, why am I here? Why did you do this to me? Yo, it's not good. It is delicious. And it's way better, a thousand times better than Whataburger. Whataburger's not Whataburger good Whataburger was, and people were like, yo, get the gravy. Like, why do they have gravy? I don't even know what why they How am gravy. I supposed to eat with the gravy? And the no. gravy was trash. Like, I, oh, my God. Southern people are going to kill me after this. But I don't care. Like, it wasn't dope. Uh, now, if Zaxby's is whack, I'm just slandering the whole South next time on this show. <laughs> yo, you're killing everybody. Yo, that's it. That's the next frontier. Like, if Zaxby's isn't as good as Raising Cane's because Whataburger wasn't as good as In-N-Out, I have no reason to go back to the South. I don't understand this. Sweet well, tea was trash. There's always Waffle House. 
Oh, the Waffle House. Yeah, you right. can't front. Y'all nobody can front a no, Waffle House. No, you can't front a Waffle House. <laughs> the Waffle House, yo. But I can't even be there sober, though. Like, that's a whole different argument. Like, yeah, that's a whole different. Like, that's, that's after the nightclub. Like, yo, yeah, what's so It's like going to Roberto's out here. You can't yeah, go to Roberto's yeah, sober. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. it's just a whole different experience. For those of you who don't know anything about Roberto's, Roberto's is the lick in Vegas. Like, when you are drunk, there's nothing better than, like, a case of BD and then, like, a thick ass burrito. <laughs> nothing better. Yo, Save kind of fries and or nachos, you're welcome. Anyway, what we what we talking about? We talking about Cowboy Stadium, right? Yeah, Cowboy Stadium. <laughs> yeah, talk about Whataburger and any yeah, Cotto Canelo probably end up there. Great, fantastic. I don't even care anymore because we started talking about fast food. Now I'm hungry. Um, so let's next up, uh, we are supposed to preview other stuff. Yeah, we boxing are. wise. Um, before we preview those though, Guerrero fought this weekend. He bounced back with a victory. Shouldn't after have the Keith Thurman fight. He shouldn't have. Look. Yo, he's he's one of the marquee names of PBC. Like he can't go down and lose, right? Yes, he can. Like, all right, Not two in a row. First of all, we have to go back. Three months ago, me and you were in the arena. Keith Thurman, Robert Guerrero, and Keith Thurman got got the victory. Beat up Robert Guerrero, even though he had a crazy knot on his head. Yeah. So Robert Guerrero thinks it's smart to take three months to come back. Now, see, three months sounds like a long time, but when you get beat up. You need like six weeks to heal before you start training again. This dude got back in the gym and just picked up a fight with, I believe, Aaron Martinez. And, um, yeah, he looked horrible. It looked like it was supposed to be a cupcake fight. I mean, it he gets was. knocked down in the fourth, and everyone's like, oh, it's real. And then, uh, you know, the judges obviously scored it differently than everyone else at home when it came down to it at the end. But I mean, if he won, it was a narrow win, according to everyone else, yo, it, my Twitter judges out there. Yeah, see, you you were out there doing NBA final stuff, and I was over here looking at this ridiculous fight. See, is this what happened? So we'll talk about UFC later. So I woke up, I was like, ah, what am I going to watch first? Because I always watch stuff late because, I don't know, I got other things to do in my life. And Robert Guerrero was not somebody I really wanted to watch live, so I was like, I'm going to watch this. So I'm watching it, and usually I don't do, I don't sit in front of the TV unless it's something I really want to watch. So I was, like, moving around the house. So all of a sudden, I see Guerrero up against the ropes. The fight's kind of exciting. I'm like, yo, this Aaron kid is like, he's hitting him. He's only got four knockouts, I believe, on his ledger. And he's, he's hitting Guerrero clean, and Guerrero's getting buzzed. And I'm like, something's wrong. Something ain't right. And, yo, he has him backed up against the ropes. Guerrero eats like, he has his hands down, takes like six shots and goes down. He's like limp. If the fight lasted, if there was another 30 seconds left in the fight, Guerrero would have been stopped. And with that being said, a fourth-round knockdown, it's a 10-8 round, right? Yeah. Guerrero Easy. wins on a scorecard 97 and 92. This one hell of a comeback. I mean, according to everything I saw, and then when I watched like the highlights going back, it didn't seem like he caught a second win until like the seventh. It was a 10 round fight. Yeah, dude, it's all right. Like, he, he just caught a second win at like the seventh. Robert Guerrero was fighting Aaron Martinez, and I had to pull up his record because I couldn't remember. He was 19 4 and 1 with four knockouts. I could probably whoop this guy. Not really, but yo, you're supposed to take care of business and look good doing it. But now it lessens the win for Keith, which hurts. Well, either it lessens that, the win for Mayweather, which hurts. And but, then now, what do you do? You put Broner up against him, maybe nah, to look good. Nah, like, what do I'm you do? A, I'm gonna tell you what you do. First of all, it doesn't really take away from Keith Thurman because you can blame Keith for that beating that turned Robert Guerrero into a shopworn fighter. Robert Guerrero's shopworn. He's not the same guy. You know who's gonna fight him? Mark my, my words. It's going to be Danny Garcia. I was about to say Swift. You know Swift. Look, Swift loves those fights. He like loved, where you could kind of live off of someone's old name, but they ain't that hot anymore. Yo, he's like, yo, Al. Yo, Al. No, actually, it's Pops because Danny don't talk. Nah, it's going to be crazy. Angel Garcia is going to be like, yo, Al, that's the guy we want there at a catch weight like 145 and a half or something ridiculous like that. That See, Guerrero is a name you can put on your resume now. 
That's who he is. To get lit up well, by anyone who fights Floyd after that is now just a name to put on. Well, resume. unless your name is Canelo and you. I mean, but now if you fight Maidana and you beat Maidana, it looks. Well, great. yeah, everything looks good after you fight Floyd, but. Yeah, Gideon Garcia will probably fight him, but, uh, you know, girl just he didn't look good. I was embarrassed to see a 97-92, and, and automatically people who don't, like, my, my Twitter is flooded with, like, this is why I don't watch boxing. Yeah, I know. I, like, you probably didn't watch boxing before. You got a bad scorecard. It happens. Like, I don't All know what time. you want me to do. Like, I'm not judging what you want me to do. I thought he lost, too. It was disgusting. It was, it was probably, it wasn't as bad as, like. Uh, there's, there's been some bad judging, and I don't even I can't even go through them all in my head right now. Like Bradley Pacquiao, of course. That was but, horrible. Yeah. But yo, ninety seven, ninety two. That's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. A man who gets a knockdown only wins one round in that fight. It's crazy. We we have two more, you know, I guess marquee names coming up uh, this weekend. Deontay Wilder, who's pushed to be a star, coming up, and then uh, Lara. Arizona Lara, yeah, yeah. Lara, you know, good win. Bound, you know. He's won twice since he lost to Canelo. Yo, Arizona Lara's a good fighter. And that Canelo fight was iffy, too. I'm not going to lie. Canelo well, never hit that. him clean. Everybody knows that. Like, I think I might have been there, I think. Were we there? Canelo Lara? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were there. That's, so, that's, see, that's what happens you go to two main fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, I think I was there. So, I was there. He never hit him clean, but I still gave it to Canelo, maybe by like a round. Because Lara was on his bike half the fight. Yeah, just running. It's hard to win fights like that. You Live, especially. And uh, I'm not a professional judge just for that reason. Like, the crowd does come in handy. So when they hooped and hollered every time Canelo did make contact and Laura there was silent, it makes a difference. True. So, you know, he took that L, but he's looked good since. And now he, he's fighting this weekend versus Rodriguez. He should get the win, right? Yeah, he'll get the win. It's, it's another easy fight. Devil's not that good. He got washed by Andre Ward. And Laura's a good boxer. Problem with Laura is Cuban boxing just doesn't translate well in America. And like when you turn pro, Cuban amateurs, like Guillermo Rigondeau, he's a great fighter, but it doesn't look good. And the problem with Arislandi Laura is he just doesn't he doesn't entertain you, but he's really good. And but see, he suffers from the same thing that Floyd Mayweather suffers from. He just has a personality. So with like Laura, I thought he beat Canelo because Canelo was on his bike. I understand why people thought, but I scored it. I think I scored seven five for Laura. Um, He'll get this win. Hopefully, he knocks him out because then he wants to go after Gennady Golovkin. Called out Triple G. That's and, uh Good luck. You yeah, gotta, I mean. got to be on your bike. Yo, again, I've got mad people telling me that, you know, Golovkin will lose to a boxer. Golovkin's a boxer. Yeah. He was he was in the Olympics because he was a great amateur boxer. Like, stop being stupid. It's not. Like, <laughs> stop, cut it out. You guys are saying Golovkin can't If that fight box. is booked, we have to get Glasses back on the show. Yeah, Glasses Malone, this, this goes out to you, homie. Yo, because Glasses, Glasses is going to tell you Lara's going to pick him apart and make him look silly. Yeah, but he's going to be on his bike. Listen, Lara got dropped by Alfredo Angulo. That's all I got to say about that. Where's Alfredo, <laughs> Where's Alfredo Angulo? Yeah, uh, El Perro. I like Angulo fighting, uh, by the way. Me too. But he, I've been a stop up yo, plenty of time for Angulo fights. Alfredo Angulo is a fighter who gets hit by everything. Every single thing. He is made for StubHub. Like, yeah. if you haven't been to Carson for the StubHub Center, it's just full of knockouts. Like, yo, you go there, you're going to see someone get floored. And Gulo fought this weekend. Did he fight? He this fought weekend? on the he fought at the stub hub on the undercard of the the grill. Well, it was after he won the swing bout of the, the grill fight. Damn shame. And Did nobody he get the like, knockout. Um, yeah, he, he he fought some bum. The thing was like because I was watching out and I wasn't really paying that much attention and all of a sudden, you know, the Belmont Stakes was on and I was like, what happened? Because I was waiting. Victor Chinian was was fighting in in Aguilo. I mean, uh, Aguilo. Wow, what am I thinking about? Um, El Perro was fighting 
And it wasn't on anymore. I hit Twitter and it was like, yeah, they switched the channels. I was like, yeah, I got horses on my television screen. I wonder why Angulo fight. But yeah, he fought a bum one and he's going to be set up to be knocked out by somebody else. Oh, that's always a great thing. He'll get that money. And then uh, Wilder. Let's touch on him before we yeah, come man. to a quick break. Deontay Wilder is fighting Eric Molina, somebody who would, and he's in his backyard. So you, we already know what this is. This is taking the guy out to the slaughter. You watch Game of Thrones? Yes. Uh, you, dabble. I Twitter watch Game of Thrones. How can you barely watch? Never mind. Listen, no, I, I I Twitter watch it. That's right. a thing in 2015. Like, everyone is watching it on my damn timeline, so I know exactly what's going on yeah. without ever tuning in. So I binge watched it this weekend. Anyway, um, one of the things that happens this weekend without giving any names is there is a burning at the stake. They bring somebody out and just burn him at the stake. That is what this fight is. You're bringing Eric Molina out, you're going to strap him up to the big stick, and you're going to burn his ass because he has no chance against Deontay Wilder. Not nah, zero. Wilder get him out within, what, the first three rounds? He'll probably maybe? get him out. I'm going to tell you why he gets him out of work first. Eric Molina lost his professional debut getting flattened in the first round, and he lost to Chris Ariola flattened in the first round. So only two losses on his record, but he's beat nobody else. So Wilder's going to walk in there, and he's, he's like, yo, I need to get back on my knockout streak. He's going to flatten this kid. And he's gonna talk trash and say he's beautiful and all that while and he doing. Ready. He wants. I know he wants Klitschko, but you know he's probably gonna end up fighting to fight like Tyson Fury or somebody. Him versus Fury would be a good fight. They could bring it back to he'll Vegas. Kill Fury. He sell. He'll sell. I mean, look, Deontay Wilder. It's weird because if Deontay Wilder was doing this in the '80s when people were paying attention, because he knocked out like 33 people in a row. Yeah. And it's like, yo, nobody knows because he was knocking out a bunch of cans. But all he had to do was put it on TV. And that would have made it exciting because Mike Tyson was doing the same thing. Exactly. If this was if PBC was around three years ago and you could just see him running through knockouts on his way up, he would have been a star. Yeah, casual boxing fans, uh, no disrespect to you, but you're not smart. So what happens is you see somebody get knocked down, you think he's great because that's all you care about is a knockout. So if you would have saw like casual boxing fans who would have watched Deontay Wilder would have been like, yo, he's knocking everybody out. He's got to be great. But he got one punch. Yeah. That's it. He uh, got a straight right hand. And it's beautiful. And he's long and rangy. Um, he's got a good amateur pedigree. It, but his size, like Klitschko, his size is what makes him as, as great as he is. Yeah, so we'll, we'll both be watching those fights this weekend. I'll catch those before I head on to Oakland yeah, for Game yeah, yeah. 5. And uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking WWE before we're talking UFC this week. Because yeah. there's mad stuff going on in WWE. We've got to talk Money in the Bank and recap Raw from last week. True indeed. Stay tuned. Come on! This is usually where the sponsors will go, but since we're sponsored by the people, the people, we wanted to tell you that you can follow us on YouTube at The Corner Podcast. You can ask us a bunch of questions, hopefully the good ones, at thecornerpod at gmail. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Corner LSN. My people. The people. All right. What up, everyone? Welcome back. You're listening to The Corner I'm Kel Dansby. Yeah, and I'm Andreas Hill. You guys know us by right. now. I hope so. So thanks for sticking through like our quick little break. And yeah. we're back talking WWE, and we got to talk Raw before we even get to Money in the Bank. Yeah, we do. This was, this was an interesting Raw. And, and you know what? It's funny because we only had two Raws to the next pay-per-view. Like We came off an Elimination Chamber, and they gave us like two Raws and like and two SmackDowns, which whatever. But I watched SmackDown for the first time in a decade last week. The one with Owens. That's the only reason I watched. I watched because it was I the NXT that. challenge. Yeah, that's the only reason I watched. And it. you watched too, and they got everybody. And Owens is a star just for that reason. I watched just for Owens, and everything else was horrible though. Even though Paige cut a dope promo, she did. But then, all right, we'll talk she about like Raw. Pipe bombed, we'll, we'll, we'll start. We'll start with Raw because of that. 
Why was the page on Raw? Can we figure this out, please? Can we, hey, can we figure out what are we doing with the Bella Twins? I thought they were just faces last week. Now they're heels again? I don't, they have to be a face because everything's not. built off of the stupid show, Total Divas. <laughs> and as long as they're the leads on Total Divas, women know the Bella Twins. I know women that have no clue about WWE. And I tell them like, yo, we talk wrestling on a podcast, and you know, I'm a wrestling fan. They'd be like, oh, like the Bellas? Yes. And I'd be like, yo, that's the only people they know because the only thing they watch is Total Divas. So as long as they're the stars of Total Divas, that's it. They know the Bellas. They know uh, the Usos because they all love the Samoan guys. Right, of course. Uh, the women are, like, smitten by them. And you know what? They don't even know about Roman Reigns. Thank God because then they all have a crush on Roman. Oh, my God. Like the um, so, like, the Bellas are the star of that show, and that's why they hold the belt. And I say they because they did the stupid twin magic that's for the so first st- time in a year. It's the worst move ever. Ever in the history of the WWE. I will go out on a limb. It's the dumbest shit. It's a roll-up. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But, I mean, you know, it's better when New Day did it because, you know, at least black, all black people all look All black the same. people look alike. <laughs> but, yo, all right. So, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. The timeline of the Bella Twins goes a little something like this. They're sisters, twin sisters. They were heels. Then they go on Total Divas. They become face- faces. Then uh, they break up because of Brie and Nikki and Stephanie McMahon gets involved. And Brie is Nikki's slave, right? Yeah, for And a then second. everybody just forgets about that. They become sisters again. Like, literally, one week later, it's like, Hey, Lick, Nikki, I love you. Hey, I'm Bree, I love you. We're twins. Hooray. And they're like Let's a dress team alike again. again. Yeah. yeah. Now, 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 now they're both faces. And then they're like heels again against Paige. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, this is the most undercooked storyline ever. It just doesn't make sense. And Paige dropped, like, like I said, the dope promo on SmackDown. She, like, straight pipe bombed them damn near. Like, she was so real. Yeah, she was she like, was. they're holding us back. They're not letting anyone else shine. There's way better wrestlers back here. Like, she was just speaking the truth. Like, I was like, damn, they're letting her cut this promo right now? Like, she's just going to expose them. And they did because no one watches SmackDown, and they didn't care. No, nobody cares. She wasn't on Raw. Like, how are you getting ready to fight for the title, and you're not on the Raw before the, the big event? They are – I don't know. That's why the Divas division won't flourish and – yeah, on the main roster. George Bush doesn't NXT, care about black people, and Vince yep. doesn't care about the Divas. That's it. I mean, NXT pushes the Divas equally, I think, to everyone else. Yeah. I mean, you've had the main event. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you have Sasha Banks main eventing shows. Like, I enjoy watching that. What up, Bay? <laughs> Yo, every time. Every time her name is brought up. What up? Yo, Sasha she's, Banks. She's we're inching closer to getting her on the show. I feel it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And when it does happen... Yo, I'm going to just be, be speechless. Spitting. What? Be spitting hearts you, and shit flying I don't know if you've it. ever seen a black man blush. That will be me. Yeah, that will be interesting. Too. What up, Sasha? They come into town next week. We can't even go. I know. We got the, the Porter Broner fight. Which uh-huh. we, we'll talk about that next week because I yeah. have a lot to say about that. But Yes. Yeah, so I don't know, man. They, they start with the Bellas. I, I don't know. Like, that match is on Money in the Bank. I don't care. Whatever. But the rest of Raw... Was Dean Ambrose taking Instagram pictures all around New Orleans. Which was dope. Which, it was funny. Like, I can't, it wasn't a bad Raw. It was just a weird Raw. Like, we got uh, Randy Orton and Sheamus. We got uh, Ryback in the Big Show, which I, dog, come on. Can we stop having, can we stop having the big muscular guy have to throw Big Show around to prove how strong he is? Well, that's what Big Show does. He, he gets thrown around. Enhancement And he talent. did, like, shell shock. 
the big show and the crowd went crazy. They're gonna pop. And uh you it know It ain't Lesnar it's like Lesnar F five is the big show. Like it's nothing. He belly to belly suplex the big show. I don't care what Ryback does. Even right. though and here's the thing, Ryback isn't a bad intercontinental champion, but when you pair him up against the big show, nobody cares. He's not a great intercontinental champion. He's I definitely mean, not that either. He hurts people. He, he's uh, gotten better. He's he, gotten better. He's gotten better. I like the feed me more gimmick. He can sell merch. I mean, I guess that's I suppose. I mean, that's, I, that's it. When you're in the WWE, can you sell merch though? Yeah. That's that's all they care that's, about. That's all that matters. And then uh, I I don't know. There, it's just a weird angle on Raw. I mean, we saw Rusev again. <laughs> Sad. Like with well, the ankle turn, and then Dolph loses again because see, of. I, I don't understand any of this. Lana stands out there. She stands at the ramp. Take your ass down to the ring. All right, stop standing at the ramp watching matches. Like she's kind of creepy. Like yeah, it, it's creep life. Like, like for yeah, real, like for she, real. She's not like really with Dolph. You feel like it's she, a setup. Yeah, like I don't understand. Like that's just some weird stuff. Like if a girl did that to you in real life, it's creepy like, all the time. Like you just in a venue and they'd be like, "Yo, you like me? Yeah, I like you." But let me stand all the way over here, right. And just look at you. While my big Russian boyfriend is in the back with like his turned ankle. It ain't good. Like in, if you put that in a real life situation, uh, it's all bad for it look, dogs. It looks bad, but you know, I feel like the WWE writers get in the room was like, "We don't know what to do. Just have Lana stand out there and Rusev." So whenever we decide to flip the switch, we'll figure it out. Poor Dolph, he gets stuck with this thing, but whatever. Did you see uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper do the 3D? Loved it. I hated it. I How did you it. love that? I loved it. Because they pulled it off. Like, is that hard to pull? They, they, it's hijack. It's like literally hijack from the Dudley Boys. Well, they, okay, they threw like a little twist in it. But, All yeah, right. sure, if you need a tag team move, that's the best one ever. I don't know. The, the the doomsday device from the real world. Oh, okay, great, Every, that's great, nostalgic great, great. for everyone. Doomsday device was really good. Yeah, nothing was better than the 3D. 3D Putting people 3D, through right, tables swear. like they they 3D'd women, everything oh, yeah. like everybody got everybody it. caught it. Yo, like, May Young got he got she got power bombed in 3D through tables. That's when wrestling was at its best because he just didn't care about women. Sorry, women, <laughs> but it's equal opportunity. You want to do wrestling, you get put through the table like the rest of them. But to, to see Rowan and Harper do it just kind of didn't make any sense to me. I, I didn't like it at all. They have the capability of being the best tag team in the They do. In they the look WWE. like country boys that, like, like that would eat people. They look like they could be cannibals. Like, and real I'm life. so glad he went back to the mask, Thank like God. with the lamb thing. And I, I feel Bra- Bray hasn't been on the show in a second. And Which I, is also strange. Yeah, and I feel like we're really getting ready for like – them to come back together. Yeah, I mean, the Shield versus the Wyatt family, those are some great, like, like that would have been great if we had war games all over again, but to each his own, I don't know what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. I don't know why Harper and, and Rowan are doing in 3D, whatever. But let's talk about the end of Raw for a minute. What the hell is going on with the Authority? Yo, the Authority, it seems like they're getting ready for a turn for a new guy, and they're setting it up nicely, and... Seth thinks he can do it by himself and all this stuff, and and maybe they're trying to get a new guy. The best thing that can happen for the authority, which would just be hilarious, and probably their best move out, and in the grand scheme of things, it's so perfect, and they have it in their hand, and I just don't want them to fuck it up right now, is if they make Roman Reigns the next face of the authority. He's I, so buddy-buddy like buddy with Ambrose. Yeah. And if he just turns and they kick Rollins to the curb and you have Reigns as part of the authority and he's their guy and that's his heel turn, it works because Brock comes back as, 
I, you know, Brock comes back as the baby face. That's all he can be. And Reigns now in that rematch. And Reigns is the heel. And Reigns is the authority guy. And they rig money in the bank for Reigns. And that's why Kane gets in money in the bank to make sure that Reigns can win it. And then Reigns turns on Seth. And they did Seth. And then they set it up for Reigns to beat Seth and Ambrose in a triple threat match at SummerSlam for the belt. And then you have a buildup of Brock coming back to dismantle the authority with Roman Reigns as the face of it. Incredible leading up to WrestleMania. And they have it. They're so damn close to it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> so close. I mean, while I, while I like the idea in theory, like, Rollins is not a face, right? And he's hot as a heel. He is. To, to, to have him get replaced right now doesn't make any sense, which is why I'm really confused. But he's not the poster boy. Why not? Because Reigns is the poster boy from day one. Well, no, he is the poster boy, but I feel like that build needs to happen a lot slower. It can't happen too quick. It's a SummerSlam. him for a year. It's a SummerSlam turn to turn Reigns heel. If you're going to do it, do it at SummerSlam. Do it in New York. Do it on your second biggest show of the year. And I, I've said it before. I'd say what he costs Lesnar. If Lesnar comes back and fights Rollins, he costs Lesnar the title, and these guys have a feud. But it just was weird watching this raw thing, him fighting J&J security. Cause I was like, Oh, they're just going to flip on Ambrose when Ambrose is ringside. It's like, aha jokes on you, buddy. And they're going to beat his ass. No, like J&J security really fought Seth Rollins and Kane was like really on J&J security side. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I can't make any, it doesn't make any sense. seems like Rollins will be out there by himself. If this is all like a big rouge and like the authority comes out to help him. I think it's stupid. Cause like, Rollins just lost to J&J Security. Yeah. He's your champion. He loses all the time, I know, according we, to you. We, we just we, went we over think. his record. He was like 14 and like 93 this he year. He only wins pay-per-view matches. Big so, time Seth Rollins. So, and it feels weird to have, like, I, I like Ambrose as champion. It felt good to watch Ambrose with the title. But it's like, it's, to have him win at Money in the Bank just doesn't feel right. I don't know. He's ready, though. Like, the promo he cut, like, with, around all the ladders and everything, it just feels right. It just, I, I don't that know. That guy is, I mean, he's, they have way too many people who have it. Is that a problem? That Sometimes a you problem. have a problem. You like, have a problem. Like too that. many people have it. I, I and know. there's more coming. So, like, how do you stop the Owens train after all this Cena shit? Well, see, the, the Owens train is going to have to stop itself. And there's, that's the biggest problem we have right now. Owens Cena, which we'll talk about again. Owens is cutting like the best promos in the business. His merch is flying off the shelf. He's a hard guy not to like. I fight for my family. I fight for a prize. Don't we all? Like, I agree. Yeah. You, you, you boom because he's like kids boom because he's facing John Cena, but real men know. Like, we're we're down with the Kevin. Everyone Owens, right? like, like, yeah. <laughs> like, we're rolling with Kevin. We're not rolling with Fruit Loops. Like, we're not doing that. We're, like, we're rolling with Kevin Owens. So it's like, but if. He loses like most of us expect him to lose to Cena. I don't know how. I don't like. You don't want your next champion to be pinned. You don't want NXT champion to be pinned. I'd like to see Kevin Owens just go nuts and destroy Cena and get DQ'd. But now at this point, the IC belt is up for grabs because I don't believe in. Well, nobody believes in Ryback. He's not like a workhorse. I mean, it's there. So if Owens mainstays, you know, on the on the main roster and he's up there and he's chilling, you can give him that belt. See, you know, and he is the face of that title. Here's my other issue, is that I feel like the IC title is made for Neville. Oh, yeah, Neville is also dope. But then, I mean, then it'll be like two NXT guys going at it. It's so hard to shake that NXT, like, perception, at least for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's like these guys can go. I'm sorry, Bo Dallas. I'm Sarah Adam Rose. Like, you guys <laughs> just fizzled out. It didn't work. But Kevin Owens has got it. 
and it's beyond it. Because even if he didn't have the NXT title, this dude would come in and take this this uh, industry by storm. He's that good. I just I don't know. Like, and you need Finn's not far behind. Right not, now. but see, like, here's your issue: the NXT roster is starting to get thin, super thin. Because like Uha, well, Uha's he hasn't. Yeah, he still doesn't have a name. Can we give this brother a name, please? Nah, like, don't don't. I don't want to be heartbroken yet. Don't give him like Shaquille. Shaquille the Black. Or yeah, some, <laughs> some, some nonsense like that. Like I don't Jerome. know. Jerome. <laughs> like it's it's coming. You know it. Like it's gonna be something stupid. Yo. Whatever. Uh, hopefully they keep Uha Nation and find a way. I maybe mean, they're working out something in the background and he keeps Uha Nation because it's dope. But the NXT roster is getting awfully thin. Like you start promoting all these guys. If Balor's gone, and Tommy's hurt, um, Sami Zayn is hurt. Not really, because Uha can go. You have. I mean, you you have the face coming in, which obviously is going to be uh, your boy. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe coming in. Yeah, I think in. he's on. After this airs, NXT will already be on, but I think he's on tonight. Yeah, see, so um, we have Samoa Joe. It's it's always top-heavy. That, that's what's weird. It's very NXT is always top-heavy. And then after that, you get the true developmental guys. I mean, Baron Corbin's never going to get pushed. The... The cyber nerd is never going to get a push. Uh, there's just some people down there that's just filler, and they need the developmental time. And then you have stars. Yeah, you got so like they, real stars. They have an Uha Nation versus Samoa Joe rivalry. that take you four months. Yeah. Six months. That'll take you damn near WrestleMania. I mean, you know, it, it makes sense for Samoa Joe to kind of just run in and start just crushing people, and, like, Baron Corbin's, like, one of them. that <laughs> Everybody would enjoy to see him kill. Oh, yeah. Um, Rhino first, obviously. Of it's course. It's going to be Rhino, and then Corbin, and then... Of course, but I don't know. Like, I, like I said, I don't. Kevin Owens is in this weird spot where he's too good because I don't want him to get the Bray Wyatt treatment, where he's so good and then it's like he disappears for like because nobody knows what to do with him. Because who's he going to feud with? Because Cena is like easily the epitome of his career right now. And then where do you go? Tell yeah, me. It's, it's always down. I mean, they did the same thing to Bray Wyatt. <laughs> like, yeah. like yo, you, you fight all these really good guys and then what? Well, yeah, you fought Cena. He lost Cena at Mania, which he should Cena should have job to him, but whatever. And then he kind of just like middling and has these weird feuds. It's like he feuded with Ryback. And he beat Ryback. And then and Ryback, Ryback gets the title. Like, it's the this dumbest shit ever. I'm so sick uh, of this. Let's look at the matches for Money in the Bank before we get out of here on the wrestling tip. Yeah, let's uh, look, look. Like, stop. Let's look at the first match. The pre show match is King Barry versus R Truth. Your boy, R Truth. What, what, what is he going thought on? He was in the regular match. He Yo, thought he was in that the actually was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was kind of funny because Truth was like, yeah, I'm going to win the money in the bank. And they're like, dude, you're not in the you're match. He's, in like, the he's match. like, I'm not. But that's how we feel about him when he's in matches. Like, why are you here? Yeah. But he's on the pre-show. Like, what What are we doing with, with, with Wade Bear right now? He's the, he's the king of the ring, and it's like. Yeah, they just threw it in to give him a new gimmick, and yeah, it's a horrible gimmick. It's a dumb gimmick. They, that's the only thing they know. Vince is still horribly racist towards everything. I was trying to explain this to someone the other day. I was like, they were like, yo, why is uh, this Neville guy a superhero? It's so stupid. I was like, it was because Vince ran out of stuff to give British people. That's it. Yeah. So if you're King Irish. makes sense. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's let's go for anything uh, anything regal. Yeah, Wh- like great. William Regal. Like, listen, yeah. you, you're British. You're going to be aristocracy. If we don't have that shit, we got to give you something stupid. Here, be a superhero. Like, that's it. Yep. There's only so many roles for so many different cultures. If you're Irish, they already got an Irish guy. So if yep. you're another Irish guy, you're going to get some dumb shit. Well, that's what Finn Balor is an Irishman. Let's he is, go. but he's a demon, so it works. <laughs> so he's a demon. So it works. Like, they, they flipped that already. He s- saved himself, and Triple H saved him. Because yeah. if not, he would have been 
a lackey leprechaun. Yeah, he would have he would have had like hornswoggle walking him out. And he would have oh, wore the lucky charms hat. Yes, it would have been horrible. Damn you, so Vince. That's that's what Vince does. And King Barrett's gonna bull hammer him, and you know how I feel about the bull hammer. That's yeah. our pound for pound list, and that shit sucks. So that's gonna be a whack match. Uh, what else do we have? Bella new versus day. Page. Oh yeah, yeah who cares? We yeah. got New Day and Primetime Players. Th- that's your match. That's your match. Your well, boys is, are primetime players. I, I just like Titus O'Neil has just not been doing it. In the, like he, it just looks sloppy. He looks yeah, like real robotic. He doesn't look smooth yet. But it's ring rust, right? Yeah. No, he's been working on like superstars and stuff like that. Get on, get it together. Like that weird thing where he kind of like picked up Biggie and he kind of like just threw him. Threw him. Yeah. It looks sloppy. It had no impact. Uh, <laughs> like I could throw. It's supposed to make you look strong. Yeah. Like I could throw my niece and she get up from it. You know what I'm saying? I could do that move to my five year old niece and she'd be like, Ah, Uncle Dre, that was that was that was the shit. Come again. But um. Yeah, I don't know. But see, the thing the, the thing is, Tyson Kidd's hurt. He's got like spinal injury, and he's about to be out for a while. Which really sucks for Cesaro. Yeah. Because that's your Intercontinental Champion. Cesaro? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you're bigger on Cesaro. Dude, than he's me, a horse. Sure. Come on, Kings of Wrestling, ROH. Like, Cesaro. <laughs> Cesaro. <laughs> I have, you know, I, like, I have my thing with guys from ROH, and he is a great talent that has been underutilized ever since he came in. He had the giant swing, and people popped heavy for it, and they kind of, like, just buried him. He wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and throwing Big Show out with a body slam. And then they paired him with Paul Heyman. He got teamed up with Curtis Axel. Like, come on, man. Get this man to run as the IC champ. Let him beat Ryback. Because if oh, Kid's yeah. going to be out for a while. He'll look strong against Ryback. Yeah, if, if Kid, Tyson Kid's going to be out for a while, he's going back to singles competition. And he's too good to not have a belt of some sort or be having really great matches. So, yeah. So, we got that. Um, New day. New day rocks. Which, which means, like, okay. By the way, first <laughs> new day is going to win. Just, just so you know. But of and course, I'm so confused, right? So this is the first time I ever noticed this, and I feel stupid. So they're the tag team champions as a tricycle. Yeah, because three. Of them. Any of them can interchange who's right. wrestling, right? And they're still champion. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, I was just it's, like it's a freebird rule. It's the freebirds. It's the freebird rule. Michael Hayes and the freebirds rule. They did the same thing with Terry Gordon. They, they switched out. But that's incredible, by the way. That's it, genius. While this is incredible. Genius. The interesting thing is this tag team is going to be Biggie and Xavier Woods. Yeah. And Xavier Woods never wrestles. Ever. He's just kind of there. What does he do? Exactly. He's just he was a smart guy, he's still a smart guy. The guy's like got to do a major or whatever. But he's just their mouthpiece. And now he's actually going to get to wrestle because for some odd reason Kofi Kingston's in the money in the bank match. I don't know. <laughs> but like Yo, he's Shelton Benjamin. Yo. Like, he's coming in there. He's going to be the spot monkey. They're going to throw a ladder in his face. He's going to fly off. It's a damn shame for Shelton Benjamin. Yo, Roman Reigns is about to spear the life out of Kofi Kingston. That's going to be great, though. It is going to be great. He can sell it. But why is he in the match? I don't know. I mean, I the same thing. He's like, a what? tag team champion. I, it makes no sense. Well, I mean, you know what? Ne- okay, I'm sorry. Let me get back to this primetime player thing. Primetime players are going to lose. They're going to get pinned. Uh, they probably should lose clean. Biggie used the big finish, and that's that. And New Day will have to Which find. It's a whack move, too. So, so here's the problem. New Day beats primetime players, right? Black people lose. Yeah, black people lose. Sets but, us back. <laughs> generations. But um, who do they feud with now? Oh, the, well, you just built up Rowan and Harper, right? Yeah, but Rowan and Harper are heels. New Day's New Day's are they're heels. That's it. New Day's are they're, New they're heels, heels, but in a different way. They're so like positive. They're, they're heels because they're stupid, but they promote <laughs> that like positivity. And like they're then, oblivious of their heels, which is exactly. Great. But you look at Harper and Rowan; they're just going to attack the positivity. They're just going to say, 
you know, we're, we're the face of this and your positive thing has no meaning to us and we're here to wreak havoc. And they're going to say, be positive, guys, and <laughs> New put a Day smile Rocks. on your face. Why do you wear that stupid mask? And then yeah. that's that's going to be the whole thing. It's going to be heel versus heel, but it's going to be funny. Actually, it would be fun if Riot, Wyatt joined the mix and it was a three-on-three. Oh, that'd be great. And you got the Hicks versus the Negroes, the super church positive Negroes with Biggie as the preacher. <laughs> and like the cult. Yeah, like involved? this is That's genius. This is like racist, but like a race racist, wars. Yeah, it's this like is, South Park race wars. This is like the nation of domination against Los Boricuas and all them back in the 90s. Like it's happening all over again. It's Vince's wet dream. Like yeah. he's like, we got it again. Oh, Vince has got a boner over this without Cialis. <laughs> like he's, this is for real. Like I know he's thinking, like Bray, we're gonna put you back in there with, and we're gonna have a few with a new day, and we're gonna do a, a bunkhouse match at a barn, and we're gonna do another <laughs> match in the church, and you're gonna spit on God. Yo, it's gonna be ridiculous. You're gonna have the church choir singing. Gonna slap an old black lady, just Damn. because. Just slap her whole church hat off. Oh man, just because you can. It's gonna be a great. Yo, the Great. moment that the New Day gets a woman, like a fat woman like Shelton Benjamin got with Mama when he had Thea come out with that church hat on, is the day the New Day is like truly over. Like, <laughs> they, it can't happen. But, yo. So anyway, that's going to be a crazy match. Uh, yeah. What else do we have? So we have the actual Money in the Bank ladder match, which it, Neville's in there, Kofi, Kane. I mean, you just skip forward. It's going to be Orton's versus Reigns. Reigns is going to go over. He's going to win. Right? <laughs> I mean, let's just fast forward. I mean, like, the, look, we, there is no. Leading up to this. There is no way. On God's green earth, that Roman Reigns shouldn't win this match. It no makes way. absolutely no sense if anybody wins this match. Oh, what if they give it to Kane? What if Kane gets the push and then cashes in like same night versus fucking uh, versus Rollins? And then and gives the belt back to Rollins? And just that actually could down. happen. What if he just lays down for him? Just so no one else gets money in the bank and can mess up Rollins? What if he wins the thing? Cashes in the same night, gets in there, acts like he's going to choke slam Rollins, or actually does it, leans over, gets the two count, changes his mind, lays down, put Rollins over him. Just waste the money in the bank so no one else has it. Yo, in, in, in a vacuum, it sounds great, but it's a waste of a pay-per-view. It's horrible. <laughs> horrible. But they think that shit's genius. That's something they do. I know. It, it and it pisses all of us off. It could happen, but oh yeah. god, that'd be horrible. So then we have the main event, Rollins and Ambrose, which we know is going to be something ridiculous. Yep. It's a ladder match. It's going to be great. I mean, these two are built for that. Yeah, it's violence. It's, when, when you see, like, these guys, like, on the indie route and everything, you'd be like, man, I wish they had, like, WWE budget yep. to just do stupid shit. This is one of those times. Be like, yo, they're just going to do stupid shit with a great budget, and let's see how far they push it. Just get yeah. out of the way. Like, that's all they had to do. Get out of the way. It's going to be entertaining. And uh, Cena versus Owens, which we touched on before, is the other match. And I mean, it's Cena versus Owens. I'm saying, like, this... Uh... Owens has thrown... Moves that are just unheard of. Like, his moveset is damn near endless at this point. And I oh, yeah. love that they're just letting him do whatever he wants. It is it is going to be ridiculous. And if he hits the package pile driver, I don't care if he loses or wins. Well, like, he'll never hit the package pile driver. Even it's though, illegal, right? Like It's like, all right, look. look. And, and you know what? Randy Orton curb stomped somebody the other day on Raw. Well, he punt kicked him or he curb stomped him? No, he curb stomped him on a... Uh, I don't even remember this. Oh, it was like on the steel steps. He that came happened? up and just, boom, curb stomped him. I gotta watch that it. That shit needs to come remember. back. I don't remember. I'm, I'm gonna write them a letter. <laughs> I, I am. We gotta bring it back. But like the package pile driver is weird because you know it's gonna be an illegal move, but it's like so protected because the way that Owens does it, like your head's like kind of nudged on his stomach, so you don't ever hit the canvas. So it's like let him do it. Let him do that to Cena. Let him do it through a table to Cena and get DQ'd. Like 
let us just mark out for once. Like, if you're going to let them lose, let us mark out and see that. So, all right. So, I, I know we didn't have this on the thing, but I have to remember, like, New Japan's coming up. And they got Dominion. They just announced the G1 Climax for this year. And I know you – did you ever watch last year's G1 I did. You, you suggested it, like, 18 times. Yes, I, I did not it. stop. And yes. You remember how great it was. Of course. This is, like, your coup de grace of wrestling last Duh, year. Like, yes, New Japan, with that, like, that was my thing. So, G1's coming back, but we got Dominion coming up. I think it's, like, July 5th. And the lineup is so ridiculous. It's probably going to be – I'll say the lineup makes it look like it's going to be the best show this year. Period. AJ Styles and Okada for the title. Uh, Nakamura. Your boy AJ. Yo. I heard he used to having negotiations. He's got another negotiations. year. Negotiations. He's got another year with New Japan. He ain't going nowhere. Uh. He don't really need to right now. He's hot. Like, if he comes to WWE, he won't be as hot. There's too many faces. Next year, it might be wise to bring him in if he get, get out of contract. But he's facing Okada for the title again, which, you know, they'll put on a great match. Great match. Um, go to a Nakamura. Like, Nakamura lost the, uh, the Intercontinental title, so that match is going on. Um... The Kingdom, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven versus Bullet Club, Gallows and Anderson. That should be good. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm not biggest on the Kingdom, but. I'm not either. They're kind of like a comedy tag team of sorts. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't it's, know how I feel about them. So, yeah. Whatever. ROH pushes them a lot. They do. They do. They, 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 they love the Kingdom. Um, The match I'm really looking forward to is Kenny Omega and Kushida. Because at Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly, I don't, you probably didn't get a chance to see it yet. Uh, but you need to watch that match. One of the best matches this year. O'Reilly and Kushida put on the show. Yo, I like O'Reilly. Like, yo, Kyle like, O'Reilly's like an MMA hybrid fighter. Like, <laughs> no nonsense with the mouthpiece. He looks yeah, dorky as hell, but he, he does. can fight. I've, I've been watching him. When was it? Like, probably like a week ago. I just YouTube mad Kyle O'Reilly stuff. Because he was on, like, the... Um, I follow ROH and everything. Mm-hmm. And New Japan on Facebook. And they put him on, like, a bunch of promo posters and all this stuff. I'm like, yo, why is Kyle O'Reilly, like, always on these posters? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go watch some of his matches. No, he has good matches. He does. But I don't know if he does anything great. I feel like he might be in my Dolph Ziggler category. But (laughs) I did enjoy his matches. Like, I can't pinpoint and be like, yo, this guy's going to be a star. Or even on that level, he's a star. But he doesn't do. He doesn't have bad matches. No, like he's he, he's very, never bricking on a match. Like yeah, you're never going to hate one of his matches. Yeah, he's serviceable. Yeah, he, and we starts coming with the MMA offense and the arm bar. Like, like his match with Kushida was amazing. It's, um, it's highly technical, which is why I know why yeah. you'd love it. And Kushida and Kenny Omega, because Kenny Omega's been great in the Bullet Club, and that's going to be a good match. Then, like, which is weird, their tag team division is strange right now because you got the same teams fighting over and over and over again. So you got Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks versus Rapunga Vice again. Yeah. Whatever. It's going to be fun. Young Bucks are going to super kick everybody. Red Dragon's going to win. You think so? You think they get the titles back? I think so. Oh, well, I don't care. I, I feel like they always push Red Dragon in the end, right? Like big, yeah, big I mean, events. They're, they're always what, like... You made me watch four, <laughs> like four <laughs> big events. I think Red Dragon has gone over it in all of them except... No, all of them. I think. I mean, I think they win every big match. It seems. It feels like it. It feels like it with O'Reilly and Fish. I mean, they're good. They should be the vaude. I'm telling you again. They should be the vaude <laughs> villains in NXT. That are, they are the vaude villains. But whatever. And then you got Shibata and Sakuraba, Tanahashi versus Yano, um, Naito and Hanuma versus the Bullet Club, which I'm assuming will probably be like Bad Luck Fail, and I don't care who. But yo, this is gonna be a good show. Like New Japan has really got like the best wrestling. Hey, it looks like July 4th and July 5th is taking over my schedule with wrestling. Yeah, because we got, we got the uh, the Balor and Owens match. Balor-Owens. Yo, Kevin Owens fused with everybody. He has like four going right now. Like six, he just fights everybody. It doesn't even I matter. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm there for all of them. And then uh, rumored Brock Lesnar. 
Yeah, Brock Lesnar's well, it's not even rumors confirmed. He's supposed to be facing Kofi Kingston on the July show. Why? What? To destroy Kofi Kingston. Poor Kofi Kingston. He better be getting a nice extra bonus check. I'm saying, like, Lesnar's coming back as a hired mercenary. I'm more concerned with how they're bringing Lesnar back. He's been on this indefinite suspension. You know that Paul Heyman's kind of teasing towards him, him coming back. I just don't know. Like, what, what's the loophole that Lesnar comes back? Who brings him back? I don't know. The authority is going to have their hand in it, though, and it's going to be great. So, I mean, tons of wrestling coming up. Hopefully you guys enjoyed all of that stuff and let us nerd out for a second. Yeah, man. You know, I, I know some of y'all be like, man, I don't even watch wrestling. Too goddamn bad. You're going to have to listen to you it. You need to. Like, you're missing out. Like, yeah. on the real. Like, you're missing out. Like, this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. It is. It's like, dude, it's like underground hip-hop all over again when Kanye was having, like, most deaf and quality on albums. This is what it feels like. NXT was, like, quality bringing those guys. I mean, uh, Kanye bringing those guys into the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, it really is, and, and we're getting to see the benefit of it before it goes to shit again. Because you know it will. So it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Enjoy it now. The NXT uh, will be like three hours okay. and shit, and it'll be over. All right, we'll take another quick little break. Come back for our last segment, UFC stuff. Stay tuned. Come on. This is usually where the sponsors will go, but since we're sponsored by the people, the people, we wanted to tell you that you can follow us on YouTube at the Corner Podcast. You can ask us a bunch of questions. Hopefully the good ones at the corner pod at Gmail. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. at the corner LSN. My people. The people. Alright, welcome back to the corner. Make sure you guys follow us on everything. Yeah. You guys just heard it during the promo piece that we just did yeah man we're cutting promos like wwe superstars over here yeah man i'm gonna super kick you if you keep playing word i guess i'm the heel on the show but uh you know i'm the nice i'm the kevin owens of the show i think okay so right now we're talking ufc though switching from wwe to the ufc and we just had a crazy card over the weekend where everybody got knocked yeah, out like yo okay first of all ufc new orleans we didn't did we preview it last week we didn't preview it last week right we t- may have talked endo i don't mm-hmm. think we gave him a chance to win I, no, I think it was, against, it was against Bose. I gave him a chance to win. Um, but, yeah, it was just one of those weird cards where it's like, all right, this is happening because it was supposed to be Bader and Cormier, and then it was Henderson. We did talk about it. Yep. Yeah, I think we briefly talked about it. But, see, that's that's the problem. I just I wasn't thrilled, and I turned it on, and everybody got flattened. It was like knockout city. For, I want to talk about Sean Jordan's hook kick against Derrick Lewis. Yo, <laughs> that's, that's young buck status. Yo, they first were, of all. He was on it. First of all, Sean Jordan and and uh, Derek Lewis, they look like these guys that shouldn't be kicking anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like they shouldn't even be kicking it with me. Like <laughs> there should be no kicking whatsoever. Jordan's athletic; he could do a flip. But um, yeah, Derek Lewis, big black monster, and he comes in there and gets a kick. Like it was a WWE style kick, and I I know he saw it coming. He was like, "You ain't gonna hit me with that kick, yo!" And then and changed his life. <laughs> He'll never get kicked again. Equilibrium was all over the place. Yo, I don't. I, I had such high hopes for Derek Lewis. Like yeah, when he came and got the knockout, yeah, 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 and then like you know, pounds on the mat. Bro, he's got to cut weight to be a heavyweight. Yeah, that's always rough. Yeah, when you cut, when you're already too fat to be a heavyweight, and you cut weight and you still look big, two sixty five is like a rough limit, though. It has to. Be, but yo, Derek Lewis is throwing punches, and it was like I swear to you, it was like two minutes in the first round. He was like, <gasps> I was like, oh no, he's got sleep apnea in the middle of the damn fight. <laughs> Yeah, he was a rat. Like, it didn't do well for him. So, Derek caught the L. Nasty. By hook, hook kick. kick. Who gets hook kick, man? You don't uh, get hook kick. 
what we had seven finishes in a row to finish that. Um, yeah, it was because you had six fights in the main card. So then it was like uh, Bruce Lee, Roy, Alex Caceres went against Francisco Rivera. Oh, yo, Bruce I literally, Lee, Roy, come on, man! I literally, I got up. I was like, yo, let me grab my laptop. Right, my laptop was behind my couch, so I went behind my couch, and I heard it's all over. And I was like, what the, what the Damn. hell? Already? <laughs> oh, that's it. And I'm like, yo, how does Bruce Lee, like, yo, Alex Caceres just got killed by Francisco Rivera? In, like, no time flat. 20 seconds, 21 seconds? Yeah, like, come on, man. 21 seconds? Yeah. Bruce Leroy had it, too, for a second. Like, what's going on? Nah, he just ran in there and got mollywopped. So then you had uh, Anthony Burchak and Joe Soto, which Joe Soto is the guy for people who remember who did the inverted triangle in Bellator, and every, they replayed that for years. That's all Bellator really had. Yeah, that's so, the lone highlight. <laughs> right, so Soto comes in. You know, he got washed by Dillashaw. He's a good fighter, but then Burchak knocks him out. And smooth, like, ground and pounded him and, like, put Soto to sleep um, in a minute. Yo, it was, like, such a brisk card. Quick. Like, I, I really I thought. I saw the highlights, and I saw the entire card. I saw yeah, the entire main card off of the highlights because I was prepping for NBA final stuff. Yes. Uh, shameless plug. So then you had, um, which was a great fight, Brian Ortega and Tiago Tavares. Um, and Ortega, who got popped for, like, PEDs in his last fight, they put on a hell of a fight. Three rounds of just banging each other and pause and um <laughs> <laughs> and like it was just and, and you know Ortega cut Tavares and Tavares is bleeding like a stuck pig everywhere and, and Ortega got the finish at those the are end. always the best fights yeah and I understand yeah like people are like oh it's so violent that's I why care. I don't like MMA I love those fights whenever there's blood all over the mat and stuff yeah I, I mean I love, I love blood like yeah <laughs> I watched Japan like Japan animation as a kid like Ninja Scroll like I laughed when blood just used to shoot out of people's like pores I don't know what's on the TV oh I had to look yeah because we're in insert coins downtown in Las Vegas, and yeah. we always watch Kung Fu flicks. Yeah, I don't know during what, the recording what, what the of our this? show, and I had to look over. This There's is, a dope Kung Fu flick on right now. I don't know what this is. We like got the like Warriors. the crazy projector oh, with Kung Fu flicks not, the entire okay, time. Okay, I'm sorry. We got to get back on task. Yo, he's <laughs> fighting a dinosaur. It's like Jurassic World, and like this is horrible. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but Dustin Poirier, who's fighting at lightweight now, who should have been at lightweight a long time ago. Yes. Killed Yancey Medeiros. Weight. Yo, he After killed Yancey. Yeah. And Yancey couldn't even make weight, apologized, blah, blah, blah. Still took the L. Yo, first of all, props to Yancey for keep coming back because he got knocked senseless. He got knocked unconscious, and he got knocked back into conscious in that fight. <laughs> and then he kept fighting. Like, it was like, oh, I'm back again. Like, like he never got hit. And I know Poirier was like, what's going to kill this walker? The dude was, like, fighting like a walker. But Poirier, he's definitely a threat at lightweight. I, yeah. That dude's a problem. He looks, he looks good, and that's what we all thought heading into the McGregor fight. He looked great heading into yeah, that fight. That's the, and then he ran into a buzzsaw. So yeah. maybe Connor is just that good and everyone else isn't on his level. That's, that's possible. possible. That's possible. Like Maybe he would have looked great at the same weight if he would have just chilled. True. I'm fantasy booking right now, but I, I, I would pay good money for Poirier Cerrone right now. Oh, that'd be a great fight. And I everyone just, else is injured. Why not? You know, you know Cowboy doesn't want to wait. Yeah, he'll fight anybody. Just cut the check. Cut the check, That's Cowboy. It. Cowboy fight anybody. And then we had Ben Rothwell and Matt Mitrione and Love when the heavyweights go at it. And if there's anything that I didn't see a submission coming from, yeah, I, where did that the that heavyweights? Come from? And then Mitrione, you can see uh, Mitrione was like he he got choked and he was like stupid when he got up. He looked Mitrione and Ryback Yo, are like brothers. He tapped like two seconds into the choke, yeah. by the way. Like he didn't even try to get out of it. No, nah, he was, was just like, like, oh shit, I'm out of here. Yo, Mitrione and uh, Ryback have to be like brothers in another planet. <laughs> they, they've got to be. Like Matt Mitrione and Ryback, they look the same. They act doofy as hell. <laughs> same guy. Next time we see Mitrione fight, when we go to the fight, if he's out here, we just got to go, feed me more yeah. media day. Just, just yeah, and he will not know what the hell. He's like, what are these two black idiots talking about? 
Yo, but did you see the the promo that Bram Rothwell cut after he beat Mitchell? Yo, it was like straight heel promo. Like, what was he doing? Like, he was like, he wants a title shot. <laughs> clearly, everyone wants a title shot, right? But, yo, it just looks so ridiculous because he looked, he looked, he was rehearsed, right? Like, he knew it was rehearsed, and then he got there and he kind of froze for a minute. And then he said what he had to say, which I don't even remember because it was ridiculous. Everything's got to go through me and knocking people out. I deserve a top heavyweight. I don't care. But it was just weird. Yo, it's the MMA equivalent of shooting your shot. It, it, he had to do it. He knows Kane is fighting, and Kane beat him, which a lot of people don't may not remember. But it looked like an early stoppage when Kane beat him at, I think it was 121, um, the same night Machida and Shogun fought. It was at the Oracle. I was there. Um, ah, see? Yeah, it was at Oracle, and that's when I knew Oracle was ghetto as hell. Like, I was like, oh, my God, they put stadiums in the hood, like, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I've been to a lot of stadiums, every stadium's in the hood. Anyway. Yo. It's like, yo, you can't afford to be there, but I can afford to rob you after this. No longer staying next to the stadium. Nah, like, bro. For convenience. Yeah, I forgot where I stayed near the Oracle. I remember walking there, and I was like, nah. Yo, there's, like, a, a nice little, like, runway of rooms and, like, places yeah, and stuff to stay. Hotels. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that's just not cool. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, Rothwell, I know he wants another shot at Kane. Um, then what else do we have? Oh, the, the, heavy, the, the main event. Dan Henderson, who was a thousand years old, and Tim Bosch, and Dan Henderson throws the H bomb. H bomb. Why are you charging Dan Henderson? Why do you he not got see this one coming? move? Why are you? Why are you anywhere near his range of his right hand? Stupid. And Dan, I mean, he's not retiring anytime soon after nah, this. Man, Dan Henderson. He did his thing, and it was cool to see like all the younger fighters and the fighters now pay respect, and they yeah. really felt good that he won. I mean, it does feel good to win. See, see, here's the thing. And I'm going to talk about this in a second. Um, before we start previewing 188, Dan Henderson can still fight. And I don't mind seeing him fight. In Bellator, we have Ken Shamrock and Kimbo Slice fighting in the main event. Oh, God. I mind seeing these two Yo, these Shamrock fight. pictures came out like yesterday, and he's ripped. Of course he's ripped. They need to test him. He's on something. They need to test him. Juicy. Come on, Bellator. Gamma rays. Like, he's him and Vitor Belfort hanging out in the hotel sticking needles in their asses. And what like, does Kimbo have, like? If Shamrock gets him anywhere on the ground, Kimbo's tapping in two seconds. But if Shamrock stands up, Kimbo might knock him out. Is there anything to care about with this fight? Like, do you look at this fight and go, you know what? I need to watch this fight. Shamefully, I think I'm going to watch this fight. Why? Because <laughs> it's a car wreck. It's like a, it's yeah, a train like, wreck. Yeah, just to see one of them is going to get embarrassed. And I just want to no, see who it is. It is. Called, Unless it just looks, like, horrible. Like It's going to look horrible. If it goes anywhere past 90 seconds, it's going to look bad. Shamrock's, what, 51? I don't give a. He's old. Did you were you at the gym when he was a bodyguard for Fifty Cent? Nah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, before Fifty Cent went bankrupt, like real short story, he was having media days at his gym out here in Vegas. So I went, and lo and behold, Ken Shamrock is there as his bodyguard. It was like a Gamboa workout, and I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, why is Ken Shamrock being Fifty Cent's bodyguard? I think Fifty Cent could beat up Ken Shamrock in a real fight, not in a sanction fight, but. <laughs> Yeah, but Ken Shamrock looked old, and this was like two, three years ago. And it's like... I haven't seen Ken Shamrock in maybe a decade. He doesn't, like, man. I've seen Frank a lot. I got some funny Frank stories. But outside of that, yeah, I haven't seen Ken too much. Well, you know, here's, here's a crazy thing. Like, you look at Ken Shamrock, he is ripped, right? But you remember he like in WWE, <laughs> he was feuding with, like, The Rock? Yeah. And, like, you look at The Rock today, nobody really thinks about it, but, like, why is The Rock so big? Like, what? how do you get bigger... As an actor than you were as a wrestler. 
The Rock is huge. Rock is yeah, insanely huge. But he got nothing but time now. Right? Yeah, he got like, nothing but time and money. Because yeah, Ballers is getting ready to come out. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nobody does Ken Shamrock Kimbo Slice fight. I'm gonna. Yeah, I might watch. You're it. You're gonna watch it. Everyone's gonna watch it because it's a train wreck, and Bellator is gonna say it was a great move by us, and it made us so much money. I mean, they got and Bobby it, Lashley on the card too. This it's a horrible like. They tried to bring in new people, obviously, wanted to go for relevancy and all this stuff, and then they marched this out, and it's just a train wreck. Like, yeah. you're just moving backwards. It's like TNA wrestling. Oh, let's <laughs> not get started on that. So we got 188. <laughs> we got USC 188 coming up. People might not know about that because the only thing they've done is promo 189. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, this week, we've had the promos for Velasquez Verdum, and I'm watching them like, this isn't as cool as <laughs> Aldo <laughs> McGregor. Like, there's no they church the in a while. budget. Yeah, it's like there was just like, one will be champion. Duh. I'm the champion. No, I'm the champion. Watch it this weekend. I'm like, that's it? It's funny. I saw Embedded and Verdum called him, like, a fake Mexican pretty much. Yeah, he was like, you're American. He's American. Like, he was talking to the lady. He was like, she was like, who are you fighting? He was like, I'm fighting Velasquez. He's an American, but he says that he's Mexican. Or he thinks he's Mexican. Like, oh, shit. Like, Slander. really? Like, he's rocked the Mexican flag and, like, the, the brown mouthpiece. brown pride tattoo. Yo, Come on. like... Uh, Yo, Kane Velasquez is going like, to go American me on Verdun this week. Oh, he's going to crush him off of that shit. Like, Straight you don't American say me. that. Don't poke the bear. No, like, <laughs> like, you know, Kane Velasquez probably heard that, probably pulled up at his crib in his pickup truck, put on Blood In, Blood Out, American me. <laughs> <laughs> Play some mariachi music. Was like, I'll show him, Holmes. And, like, it was like, like yo, I think Velasquez is going to kill him. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, Verdun has been on a great run lately. But Cain Velasquez, yeah. yeah, like Cain Velasquez. I mean, he knocked out Mark Hunt. Nobody saw that for coming. the title. Like I'm just saying, but we saw what just happened to Mark Hunt. So yeah, well, what know. are we taking that? Damn, it's good. But um, shop worn fighters, Robert Guerrero, yeah. Mark Hunt, they're all the same guy. But um, what else is on this card though? I mean, I feel like the card card is pretty cool. We get Gaslam. Well, well, let's let's make a prediction real quick. Uh, I'm sure you got Kane over Verdum as well. I right? have Kane over Verdum. Stoppage. No, I think it goes the whole way. Oh, wait, distance. shit, it's five. Five rounds, man. Nah, stoppage in the fourth. Five is deep. Kane's cardio is like when you have to fight Kane Velasquez, he just doesn't stop coming at but you. But Verdum has pretty good cardio, too. He trains at, no, like, I, that crazy elevation. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's great. But when you have somebody like Kane who comes at you for every minute of every round, it's a it's different just fight. wearing on you. Nah, Kane gets him in four. Who else we got? We got Eddie Alvarez and Gilbert Melendez, which is funny because have you been watching this, like, these two yeah, talking Ed, about Eddie each other? talking like shit. Yeah, like they're talking good shit. Yeah, I mean, all right. Eddie Alvarez is not the Eddie Alvarez he used to be in Bellator. He's clearly a different fighter. Gilbert Melendez has lost, but he's lost to good fighters. Yeah. So we get this, like, angle where they're like, yeah, we were in different companies. And he was running from me. Well, he couldn't fight you. He was in a different company. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And Gilbert's like, I'm not obsessed with him. I just couldn't fight him. And Eddie was like, yeah, I'm going to see him smack him. Like, I just want to see this he's fight. He's like making be a good fight. up trash talk by Gilbert and responding to like what yeah. the hell he makes up in his head, which is cool. I, I, I think made it. a good angle. Like, Yo, this is like the ECW television champion against the United States champion in WCW, and neither <laughs> of them. And they finally get to the WWE, and they're like, neither of you guys have belts. Just go ahead and fight. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, might as well just see if people care about this. Uh, but I have Gil winning that if um, it counts for anything. I, I have Gil winning too. I, I think Gil's a lot. More uh, more polished. He's got great cardio. Eddie just hasn't looked really great in his last few fights. I like Eddie Alvarez a lot, but I think he's starting to turn into another shop-worn fighter. Those Michael Chandler wars took a lot of years off his life. Definitely. Uh, we have Gaslam. Uh, Fat Gaslam. He, he has to move up and wait. I'd still pick him to win. To be I, Nate Marquardt. Nate Marquardt was... Listen, if it wasn't for Nate Marquardt blowing the fight against Chael Sonnen, we wouldn't have had the Chael Sonnen that we had today. 
<laughs> people forget, like, Nate Marquardt was supposed to be the guy who could give Anderson Silva a challenge. He had a fight with Chael Sonnen. Nobody thought Chael would win that fight. Chael out-wrestled him and then became, like, this WWE MMA yeah. fighter. Yeah, he just the legend of Chael Sonnen. It's, it's amazing because he's never really won big fights, but, but whatever. Kelvin, I mean, Kelvin, this is his shot. Yeah, I mean, look, Gaslam's a good fighter. He is. Um, Mark Hartz, he's scrappy. Been, yeah, Mark Hartz been in one too many wars. So, yeah. it uh, is what, it is. what do we have? Rodriguez versus Rosa. All right, featherweights. Yeah, whatevs. Should, should be a should be a good fight. I mean, it's, it's a Mexico fight. Yeah, so, you know, um, strawweight Tisha Torres versus Angie. Hey, Angie Hill. I, am, I like that fight. I do. I do. I want to see Angie what she can do. You know, full camp, uh, full. You know, preparing for a fighter. I, her striking. It's supposed to be one of the best in the division. I want to see she's it. She's a great kid. I mean, have you ever seen her in Muay Thai fights? Yeah. She's, she's great. But, you know, she's got to work on everything else. Tisha's like the perfect antithesis to everything that she's going to be bringing in there. So it should be good. It should be um, should be dope. Uh, I'm going to pick Tisha. I love Angie. I, I just hope that she's improved in leaps and bounds. Let's go, Angie. I'm picking Angie. I, I just I want Angie to win, but I think Tisha's going to win. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, the whole undercard is heavy Mexican fighters. Well, I mean, and okay. Spanish fighters, right? The yeah. Chico Cam- Chico and Henry fight is actually really good because Henry is great. Yeah, I was about to say Henry. And so it's it's good fight. to end the pre- prelims on that fight. Um, the rest of it, yeah, you know, Efrain Escudero. God damn, I haven't seen Efrain fight. Feels like in forever. But it, all in all, it's a good card. Um, they went for their target demo in this yeah, one. Well, they had to. They, you know they went saying? for like, the target demo. Kane's fighting in Mexico. Verdum, shit, they might kill Verdum. They don't even care about pay per views on this shit. By the way, they just went straight live. No, nah, they they get in the gate. It's That's all it. gate. All gate. I wonder how much tickets are in pesos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so we probably could have drove down there. So like, I'm dead serious. Like, we could drive, make a trip down to Mexico. We could have, like, road tripped and, like, eh. checked it out. Anyway. Um, we missed the boat on that one. Next yeah. time? Next time? Next we, time? We, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, yo, the I've corner heard, road trip? To Mexico. And then we do a show in Mexico. Oh, shit. That have, like, Mexicans on there. Yep. And the people that have been trying to rob Marquez, have you heard about Juan Manuel Marquez and people trying to rob him? Nah. Yes. Yeah, he's good. supposed to be a hero down there. Nah. They, he's a hero. You damn right. They're going to take that damn money. They know Marquez is paid. Damn. Yes. Yeah, can't have nothing in Mexico. You can't. You ain't going to get him nothing. Nada. Damn. Zippo or zilch. Go rob Zero. Marquez? Yeah, he knocked man. out Pacquiao. He's supposed to have immunity. I'm sorry. That's just how it rolls. But um, that's some shit. Yeah, the Mexican card, um, I don't know how good it's going to be. I might go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like for yo, for the like for me, for me to pay for a pay per view and I'm not getting reimbursed by anybody that I'm writing for at the time, <laughs> it has to be really good. That's the life right there. Like yeah. you're like uh cut me the check for Yeah, cut me the check so, so I can pay for it. I like watching stuff at the privacy of my own home. I also like Buffalo Wild Wings. So it shouldn't like this is one of those fights where it won't be really packed at Buffalo Wild Wings. So I'm gonna go get some food and sit down and watch the fights. Hey, that's and I'm like gonna save fifty bucks. And I'm going to eat Buffalo Wild Wings because I love I'm, the drink I had to eat 50 bucks worth of Buffalo Wild Wings. You, you got to go mango habanero, though. Yeah, you're trying to kill yourself. I don't, nah, like, this bomb. Like, come on. I know it's good, but I... And it's Mexican card. You got to go mango habanero. It's... You know, we might have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch this fight. We'll go, too. yeah. We can periscope. Invite the people <laughs> in. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, I guess that ends our episode. I mean, damn, we talked about a lot of stuff today, though. Yeah, we did. We still haven't gotten to the mailbag, man. I'm sorry, folks. We just had Yeah, it. yo, it's it's been hectic. You know, I've been out in Oakland. Yeah, you've been NBA. You know, did you meet Riley Curry? I did not. They keep it, like, Riley's away. She's, like, defended, like, yeah, back yo, like Northwest. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Riley is, like, just in a bubble right now. But if they come back and they win, I'm sure we'll see Riley again, yo, which I wonder- will be dope. 
on a random note, I wonder if like when Riley grows up and she goes back and sees all these memes about her, like yo, dad, <laughs> like like the death row ones. There's so many great memes and like, or dad, why'd you make me act like an asshole at the press conference? Yo, it's first of all, she wanted to act however she wanted to act. She's a grown little girl. Yo, she's um, blessed. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yo, that was great. Yo, she's incredible. So it's it's great memories for her, and hopefully her dad gets back to the finals it's not guaranteed so this might be his only shot and they made a good memory together so that was pretty dope and Yo, then who are you picking in the finals at this point the Cavs they're up 2-1 84% of the time game three winner wins the series like Golden State's what gonna remember how to out hustle the Cavs they're gonna somehow find two more post players David Lee did great but there was no preparing for him so it's like now they have film the Cavs will figure it out here's my concern yeah, I know we're MMA, boxing, pro wrestling content. It doesn't matter. We do what we want. I don't care. We do what we want. We're going to talk about Cavs. Before we get out, we're going to talk about Cavs Warriors. LeBron James is putting so much mileage on his body in that series. I am not. If he, they don't win the, the game four, they're going to lose the series. Wow. LeBron has to lose three out of the next four games. My issue is, like, Delvado is not going to have another game like that. No, but J.R. Smith and Shumpert suck. I I don't know where J.R. Smith is. He's playing like he's lost. Shump, what are you, 34 minutes, two points? Come on, Shump. What are you doing out there? They're going to play better, right? But Steph is going to play better. Cool, and then Clay is off. We we just saw that. I don't think. Are they both going to? We get one game where they both are going to be really good together. And at this point, they're going to say one of you guys is going to beat us. The other one is not. And your post players suck. At this, That's what they're saying. You're getting no production out of the post. They watch nothing but Memphis Grizzly film. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And that's, say that's you true. can't beat us down low. And Tristan Thompson and Mozgov is going to take everything away. Hey. So shoot your jump shots and we'll remember, get twos and get to the line. Remember when David Lee was like a perennial all-star in New York? Like, Yo, David Lee. Maybe that guy to come back. He he did well. I think he had a great game yesterday, but now you get film, you're going to throw off the balance of your rotation. It's always weird to me when teams panic. Like, do what you did to get there and live with, you know, live with what happens. Yo, Mark they just ja- scrambled. Mark Jackson is watching Steve Kerr very closely this week. Mark Jackson, <laughs> before every game, wears a LeBron t-shirt under his suit. I know it. <laughs> Or he got, like, the chest paint. Like, let them win. They're going to win in six, and Mark Jackson's just going to rip open his suit top. He's going to have 23 just painted on his chest. But, but So, going back to this thing, why I say if the Cavs don't win this game, they'll lose the series. It's the mileage. They've played, what did they play, eight guys yeah. last night? And you, Shum got injured for a good amount of time. Yeah, and, and hurt his shoulder. I just, it's, it's so hard for Delavidova to have to keep running through screens to deal with Steph. And the bigger problem is that Steph got super hot in the fourth quarter, and that lead evaporated so quick. And when I'm watching the Cavs play, it reminds me when I used to play NBA 2K and just play with one guy and just keep giving LeBron the ball. That energy bar has got to wind down. They you would think, but it's seven games. That's all LeBron's thinking. It's only seven games. Man, it's not another series after this. It's, not, it, it's seven games. You get a lot of rest. Besides these two games, you get more rest, three days between the rest of them. You're good. It's seven games. That's all you got to do. And now at this point, it's four. We have to win two games out of four. We have to go 500. This is a 500 team. Against against this Golden State team? Like, the, on paper, Golden they State should State be has to go watched. 750. And Golden State has had a lead in one quarter, and it was overtime, not even a quarter, this entire Look. series. They've been trailing the entire series, and Golden State was hot after game one, right? No translation to game two. Well, actually, the, the, you know, truth be told, this, the Warriors should be down three games and none. They should Kyrie. be. But, I mean, we never know what would happen if Kyrie still had been in the se- series because we don't know. Delvado has done a great job on Steph. I just 
dude, we just haven't seen the Warriors click. No, and we've seen LeBron be the greatest NBA Finals player ever. And I don't say that lightly. Not the greatest ever. That's Jordan great. averaged, what, 41? Jordan has six MVPs. He has never done what LeBron is doing now in the Finals. And I don't care what anyone says. LeBron is averaging 41, he has to. 11, and 9. I don't care if you have to or not. Listen, I, I have to do a lot of stuff in life. I'm not elite at it. Like, he is doing stuff at a crazy level. He's averaging nine assists and scoring 41 points. He is accounting for 60 points per game, let alone his offensive rebounds that lead to second chance points. He is accounting for about 70 points a game, but, and the other team but, is scoring 90. I, dude, I he get it. He is the best NBA Finals player ever. You're right basing now. it off of one series or. or once it, once, right now, this series, it's the best NBA Finals performance ever. Ever, 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 ever. Too soon. Ever. Too Jordan soon. never grabbed this many rebounds. He never had this many assists. It's not happening. Uh, uh, ever. Soon. Too soon. Already. Ever. Greatest performance. And this is why we have the corner so we can talk about crazy shit like this. Yeah, because, dude, Jordan is the best NBA. Like, Jordan didn't. He didn't. He You're didn't living. Break. I mean, listen. What's your baseball team? White Sox. Cool. So you're eliminated from conversation. I don't. I don't want to hear like. How are you eliminate? I don't want to hear nostalgic Chicago talk. What? It's like having Ryan on the show. Jordan was great. Jordan's the best ever. Jordan has never performed like this in the NBA Finals. Ever. Six MVPs doesn't say that. Well, okay. Look. Here's what what I'm saying. saying. It's one finals for one final appearance for one finals series. So you put he's not as good as LeBron is in this finals. Right now, so you don't put Jordan's thirty-one in the first half against Portland up there? No, not not. Okay, so you want to go one game? I, I'm one just series? saying because this is, this is only three games in the series. Yes, and I see no fall off. All right, and I hope they close it in six. Selfishly, because I don't want to go back up to Oakland on <laughs> Friday and then come back down here on a Saturday and have to cover boxing. I, look, LeBron is great. I the Jordan comparisons are just getting ridiculous. They got to cut it out. Let LeBron live. Yep, LeBron Best is finals performance ever. Uh, you keep going. Shout out there. to Bron. And t- let, let me. They got to win the series. If they win the series, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. Correct, correct. They, he can't they do it and lose. They have to win the series. Oh, see, see, this is why we never get out of a show on time because you always make me think of more questions. Do you think even if they lose now, you give him MVP? You think he's the MVP even a loss? No. Most points through three games. Will the team that has no one to two wins? It, has, it depends on how Steph and the rest of the squad plays. If they if they come back and win, it depends how Golden State plays. I can't just say off of those three games I can give somebody else the, the loser MVP. If they lose four games to two, hell no. But I, I didn't expect – like what LeBron's doing right now is amazing. It reminds me of an extended version of him against the Pistons. Yeah. That, that season where he scored like every damn point because he had to. He He can do it. Even though, you know, you'll say, oh, he missed a ton of shots. We got to take him. What else is he going to do? No one else is taking him. Like, I, yeah, it's like, yo, Del- again, when I saw Delvin Dovis shot 16 shots, I was like, what universe do you allow this man shoot 16 in a finals game? Not in a regular season or preseason game. What the hell are you going to do when LeBron gets, like, efficient? Like, what if he has an efficient game? Well, that's going to be what hard. What if he hits 60% Look, one game? Because he's only taking layups and, like, mid-range jumpers. What if he shoots 60% and he's continuing to shoot 38 times a game? What if he hits 20 shots, the, 21 shots? He's going to score 50, they're, they're, and they're 60 in, points. And therein lies the problem with Steve Kerr. He's got to figure something out. Let's you got to let somebody else beat you at this point. <laughs> you got to throw everybody Double at LeBron. Team. I don't care. We'll play, what, 
three on four everywhere I, else. Dude, I don't. If, if LeBron ever gets hot and Kerr is not doubling, triple teaming him, because Draymond Green's done nothing but watch LeBron run by him. Harrison Barnes, I don't even know who the hell he is anymore. Ghost. And Bogus not protecting the rim. He only played, what, like 13 minutes last night? Yeah. David Lee's going to be their savior, I guess. He's got to. But it's, you know, it's, it, you know, everybody says, is it Golden State playing bad or is Cleveland playing good? It's a combination of both. Cleveland's making them play bad. Uh, again, they have to win this game. They got to win game four. If they don't, I think it's I, a must win for Golden State more than it is Cleveland. But I yeah, mean, this I, must, agree. I think the winner of this game wins the series. That's, that's how I'm looking. That's at fair because Golden State then has two home games. And you go back to the Oracle, you're hot. You Steph win. feels good. Yeah. Riley's cheering her dad on. She probably gave him a tep, pep talk. Do doom got him, got him. Shoot the J, knock him down. Like when Curry, when Steph was hot last night, I was like, yo, this is like NBA Jam. Yeah, he's not missing anything. Yeah, this game is huge. So. We'll, we'll see how it plays we'll out. We'll see. Next week we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I'll be back again from Oakland. And uh, we'll be, what, preparing for game six, I think. Yeah, preparing for game out. six and Porter Rona next week. Yeah, so it'd be dope. Thank you guys for listening. Us talk about everything today. Yeah. Uh, follow us on everything. It's Twitter. Uh, give, and, him, give it to him. You know Yeah, I, yeah. The Corner job. LSN on Twitter. The Corner <laughs> LSN on Instagram. Uh, we have the mailbag, thecornerpod at gmail.com. Uh, I'm at Kel Dansby on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at Andreas Hale on Twitter. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. See, we don't even got that much stuff. Follow us on everything. Let us know how you like the show. Thank you guys for supporting us. We'll be back again next week. Indeed. We're out. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.